0: Hello there and a very warm welcome to episode 55 of the Frantic Football Podcast on World Football Index. I'm Neil Shalit, and I'm delighted to say that after a long time away, we've been joined by Ben Griffiths again. Hello Ben, how have you been?
1: I've been good. I think I've aged like six or seven years not being on the podcast (laughs) just because it's been about four years and then it's just been so long that, you know, time dilation, I'm now six or seven years older. I'm wiser um, and apparently we have Tottenham has a new manager, so, you know, Great to come out of this podcast coma (laughs) and finally be excited about the manager. So I'm happy to be here, man.
0: (laughs) Well, of course, very happy to have you as ever. And well, we're almost approaching the start of the new season. But of course, as listeners of the podcast will know, there's been loads of stuff going on through the summer. So in this episode, we'll discuss uh, some of the matches from the week, especially some. Uh, UFR qualifiers which are always very very interesting and then we have loads more transfers to get through and at the end we'll quickly look ahead to what's coming up on the weekend a lot of new leagues or rather new league seasons are getting underway as 2023-24 properly comes around so let's get started after this Alright, I have one big title uh, to talk about quickly, and that is from Argentina, where River Plate are, well, the new uh, Liga Profesional champions, of course, uh, the season format there works in a sort of half-half split between the Liga Profesional and uh, the Copa de la Liga. Uh, last season, it was the Copa de la Liga was first, now it was the Liga Profesional, and so, it's just, it's a round-robin format, but just once, um, every, every team just plays uh, an opponent once, uh, it's 28 teams in the league, so 27 matches, and with uh, 25 in, uh, River Plate are officially champions, they beat uh, Estudiantes 3-1 at home, to be crowned champions, in front of a packed uh, monumental. Uh, some great scenes at the end, and a great success for uh, Martin uh, Demichelis, who, of course, wins his first trophy as a manager uh, with the club in his first season, and his first season in senior football as well, of course, he was at uh, Bayern Munich's uh, reserve team in the past, and yeah, it's it's, it's it's been a very successful season for them, of course, Boca Juniors really struggling, so they didn't really have much competition at all, but They played some lovely football. Uh, Demi had them playing great stuff in possession. Of course, good uh, intensity with pressing and everything, but especially their fluid possession play was a joy to watch. And so they have this wrapped up. They did uh, earlier today, in fact, just get knocked out of the cup. Uh, So it's not all perfect for them. Maybe a little bit of hangover from the title party, but uh, at least in terms of the league, a great success for them. So that is that from the Liga Professionale. Let's go next to uh, Australia-New Zealand, where the FIFA Women's World Cup kicked off yesterday. We've had four matches so far. Uh, New Zealand beating Norway first up, uh, perhaps the most shocking result of the lot. A great match and a great performance from the co-hosts. Australia then getting one over Ireland uh, in, in another very closely contested match. Uh, Canada and Nigeria also playing a great game, nil-nil that. Uh, Then we had the Philippines narrowly losing to Switzerland uh, and Spain uh, comfortably beating Costa Rica, so five matches actually. It's been great so far and of course we have almost a whole month uh, to go still, uh, the tournament carrying on till the 20th of August. So it's said to be the biggest Women's World Cup of course, 32 teams for the first time. And already we see that it's going to be very exciting and very dramatic. The underdogs performing a lot better than I envisioned. I thought, especially New Zealand against, No. I mean, Norway were disappointing, but New Zealand were fantastic. And even Ireland, I thought they might get a bit blown away by Australia, but that was not at all the case. It was just a pretty soft penalty, uh, which undid them. And I think that the only team that sort of rolled over were, Costa Rica against Spain but apart from that it's it's been very closely fought and of course we'll have some big big matches coming up so exciting times uh, in Australia and New Zealand then let's quickly head over to Sweden in all Svenskan where the small story for you at the bottom of the table uh Webex boys finally getting their first win of the season at about halfway in the bottom of the table and they played the two sides above them last uh, they beat FK Göteborg, who are a, a pretty big club, honestly, and wouldn't expect them to be there. So a pretty shocking season for them as well. But that's how Wabex boys got their first win. Uh, recently hired a new manager as well. Uh, and then after that, though, they did lose to uh, Oike of Stockholm. And that's also, I suppose, the big story as well, because even they, I mean, they were challenging for the title last season. So, them being in the relegation zone is p- pretty shocking. So, uh, it's very interesting also in ca- Sweden's current season at both ends of the table. We've spoken uh, about the surprise league leaders Ellsberg in the past. Uh, and even at the bottom, we have some big, big names uh, hanging around down there. So, fun times uh, in Sweden as well. Now, let's go on to our UEFA qualifiers, uh, where there's been loads Um Let's start in the Champions League where we spoke about uh, Republic in the past uh, when they came through the preliminary rounds and they have now become the first team to come through the preliminary rounds and win a first round tie. They beat Shamrock Rovers to advance to the second round. Of course, it's not likely that they'll make it to the tournament proper but this does a world of good to their chances of qualifying for some UEFA competition at least know, also does a world of good to Iceland's coefficient so a huge huge result there and some impressive stuff from them once again I believe next up they've got uh Cuban Heaven, so that's probably going to be the end of their campaign but uh, for now it's it's been it's been a great run and then of course they'll drop down to the Europa League and then potentially the Europa Conference League qualifiers so uh, lots uh, I mean a long summer of European qualification Ahead for them. But the biggest result. By far. Was Ferran Travaros Losing 3-0 to Klasvik. Klaxvi- uh, of the Faroe Islands. At home. In the second leg. After goalless first leg. So. Uh, Klasvik. Advanced to the second round. I believe that is the first time. Ever that they've won a two-legged. UEFA Champions League tie. Uh, and I mean. What a result. 3-0. 3-0 in the first half. And then they held on in the second. And.
1: I mean it was 3-0 in the first half. Sorry, yeah. I saw the result but didn't actually click to look at it because I can't watch the games. So it was 3-0 in the first half. It was,
0: yeah, it was 3-0 in the first half. In Hungary. Half. In Hungary and I mean you can imagine what the stadium must have been like and I mean, it, oh, it, yeah. it wasn't undeserved either. It was I mean obviously they didn't have more of possession because I mean Ferenc was vastly better on on paper, but mm-hmm. they created the chances. There was an early penalty and then a couple goes the last one was hilarious, the last one was uh so the keeper gets caught out, and then um the 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 attacker like from the right outside the box and even further from the right but it, it has a pretty weak shot, it's not really great, and the keeper is running back, so it's sort of trickling back, but the keeper I don't know what he does he he misjudges or whatever, and he slips and it just trickles in behind him so it, it was it, it was A really poor goal to concede, but for Kluxik, I mean, they won't care. What a result for them. They advanced the second round. And again, does the world look good for uh, Faroe Islands' coefficient? As does another big result uh, from the recent, well, from last night's UEFA Conference League, uh, Europa Conference League qualifiers. Uh, B36, Torshavan, uh, getting a big, big win in extra time in their game. They uh, went to, I think it was, Paide uh in Estonia, and they won 2-0 after a goalless, uh, well, 90 minutes, uh, and so that's a second Faroe's victory uh, in a week in UEFA qualifiers, which I'm entirely certain is a first. I mean, there's hardly been one at, a, at a If that's not that. a
1: first, it's probably in like the 60s or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's a I I mean, yeah, I think it's only because of the Conference League that they even have two teams, uh, like multiple teams in Europe. So I'm pretty, almost sure, certain that's first. And you have two huge results for them. And of course, uh, for B36, Tor uh, they're in the Conference League qualifiers, which means any loss would completely eliminate them. So, don't really expect them to get into Europe. Uh, but as for uh, our friends, uh, gosh, how do I forget? Uh, Clarkswick, uh, you never know. Like Breitablik, maybe they can drop down to Europa League or a Conference League. So uh, quite something going on there. Right. Um, another interesting thing an insane penalty shootout in the Conference League qualifiers. Uh, between Glentoran and ghazira united this now ended 13 14 uh and after and with no misses in the middle so 27 consecutive penalties taken all scored uh, and then finally one missed and in in that run of scored penalties at 11 12 who eventually lost uh, almost lost it there so so the taker sort of kicks to his right. Uh, the keeper gets this, like gets his hands to it, saves it and whatever. But the ball goes up. But he thinks he saved it. So he's gone running. They're all celebrating. But then it bounces back and backspins in. Uh and the shootout continues. I'll I'll link that below. it was it's an incredible drama in that shootout. Uh and of course ultimately it didn't matter. Gazira United did end up winning. And so that was
1: Gazira United's keeper?
0: Yeah, that was Gazeera United's keeper. Okay, so it worked so for them. them. I was going to say, that.
1: you just got to make sure if you, if you make that mistake, you then win the game. So it is a funny <laughs> moment that doesn't actually matter for your exactly because it's conference league. Like you said earlier, you're out, you're out.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they got away with that one. But yeah, that's, I mean, there's been obviously loads of other, I mean, too many results to count. So uh, many other, because I guess uh, one last other mention is from Malta where, uh, Baker Kara took on Maribor. I saw on Twitter, the I, I mean, the stadium is, it's, I mean, if anyone watched the under-19 Euros, you'll know what that stadium looks like. There's very little seating capacity. It's basically rocks in the background. um, And one of, I, I, on, on the side of those rocks, there was like a sort of a, a banner from the fans Birgikara fans were proclaiming we are your worst nightmare which I thought was a bit bold for the team from Malta to be saying to someone like Maribor who are much much better than the one paper Slovenian uh, side have been in Europe proper before Um, and it was mind you 1-1 from the first leg and Birgikara almost pulled it off they uh, scored a penalty early on I think in the 19th minute and so they were going through until the 80th minute when they conceded an equalizer and then went on to lose it with a rather sloppy goal conceded in the 80th minute. So uh, not quite a worse nightmare, but certainly gave a good scare. Uh, so I guess that's that's your last bit from the Conference League qualifiers. First round, uh, we'll of course have more to come and I'm sure more drama more incredible stories, more incredible banners. It's never ending,
1: right up until like the final. Yeah. this is the best UEFA competition the that there are... ever has been.
0: Oh, absolutely, always deliver. You get
1: huge teams, and you get and you get minnows. So it's it's just the best.
0: Right, uh, let's now pop by to uh, the Copa Sudamericana, where we had the preliminary uh, knockout round. So between the teams that finished second in the group. And the teams that uh, dropped down from the uh, Copa Libertadores. Uh, America beating Colo Colo 5-1 to turn over uh, their aggregate deficit. Estudiantes putting four past Barcelona. Uh, Corinthians uh, beating Universitario de Deportes. Uh, Patronato de Parana, second tier Argentine side, of course, that's been a big story. Uh, ...knocked out now by uh, Bocha Fogo... ...Emelec and Sporting Cristal... ...a held to a goalless draw... ...so Emelec threw there... ...and San Lorenzo beating Independiente... ...imagine 2-0... Uh, ...after 1-0 in the first leg... Uh, ...so they continue to keep clean sheets... And, ...but with with two penalties as well... ...so they continue to refuse to score open play goals... Uh, ...or certainly more than one in a match... Uh, ...but they advance the as well to the round of 16... Uh, the last one was uh, Tigre uh, getting knocked out by Libertad. We had one more, uh, audax Italiano against uh, New Blenze last night, but uh, that was postponed due to rain. That'll be played later tonight, so I suppose that's one to check in on uh, on Monday. But from the first leg, it is nil-nil, so all to play for uh, in that tie. And let's finally go over to Japan where we have a few interesting cup sets. The big one, uh, Yokohama F. Marinos knocked out with a 4 1 scoreline against uh, Machida Zelvia. So a huge result there. Sanfechi Hiroshima as well, suffering a big defeat to second tier strugglers, uh, Tochigi. And fourth tier side, Kochi United, beating Yokohama FC, of course, of the J1 league. Uh, as well, we had another big one was Avopore uh, Kofu, defending cup champions, uh, who also are a J2 league side, knocking out J1 side, Kashima Antlers. And also, we had a Tokyo Derby, the first in over a decade. I think the last one was probably in 2011 or so, last I checked. Uh, Tokyo Verdi uh, and taking on FC Token with a great atmosphere. Uh, some, some, even some pyro from the fancy even though that's not really allowed. Uh, and after a nice match, one one, uh, we went to penalties, which FC Tokyo won nine to eight. So a pretty long shootout there as well. So that's some big results from the Japanese Cup's third round. And of course, we'll have more to come there as well. But that's about it, I think, for our fixtures let's quickly head over to some transfers uh, let's start where shall we start Alois openda to leipzig is a big one a loss has been losing a, a number of their stars uh, in this window so uh, let it'll be interesting to see how they get on in the champions league but of course for leipzig that's a fantastic signing of openda i mean we all know what a great striker he is so a great move for them uh, a big one elsewhere was Dusan Tadic leaving Ajax for Fenerbahce, a big coup for Fenerbahce, but for Ajax, concerning because, uh, of course, he's left uh, before his contract has ended. And he said, um, he quoted while leaving that one of the main reasons why he left was because he felt that the quality of the squad was not up to the mark. And I mean, suppose you imagine that he... Uh, doesn't expect Ajax to challenge for the title, which is, I mean, not at all a good thing to hear from, I mean, someone who's a real club legend at this point, right? He's He spent such a long time there. I think almost over 200 and almost 250 appearances he'll have, and he's got over 100 goals. I'm sure almost as many assists. So uh, he, he, he's been a great, great player for them over the years. And relieve on the, on this sort of note is quite surprising. but So I suppose that's the situation to follow. Uh, let's next go to an interesting name, Fabio Borini. Remember him, Ben? He is off. I do. That's an old name. Have, have, have we gone through his career history before? Because he's been to I don't think so. Places. Did he's you been... want to have a pop? Yeah, let's do it. Right. Let's say starts in two thousand and nine, and a big club in England. Wasn't he? Was he Southampton? No, nah, eh, he's never been there. No.
1: Oh well, okay. But I think <laughs> um, I know.
0: I know who you're talking about, but it's not that either.
1: Oh, Gabiadini.
0: Wait. Yeah. No. Nah, nah, I'm. I. The, I think I know the club you're talking about in reference to Borini, but that's not the one he started
1: at. This is, this is like a
0: big six club.
1: Oh. Oh. I don't know. Chelsea?
0: Two of them. Yeah, Chelsea. Of okay. And, and then he was loaned oh, out. Yeah. Loaned, yes. Uh, he was loaned. No he, no, he made eight appearances for them in fairness. Uh, and then he was loaned out to Swansea. So I'll skip that. Then he left on free to Italy. Any guesses?
1: Uh... I was about to ask north or south, but if you said south, that would totally give it away. So I can't. <laughs> yeah. It's, um well narrow it down to like three uh, or four I'll
0: tell you, it's uh not a Serie A club. I mean okay now.
1: Like, no. Not right now. Yeah. Ah. Uh, um I wanna say Genoa? Nope. I guess not because they, they just got promoted. Yeah,
0: they are a Serie A club, technically now. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. Um yeah, I have no blood. Gla- no, no. It's no Parma. Parma. Gotcha. Okay.
0: And then he moved on loan to a big club in Italy, and then permanently. So I guess it was only the loan
1: with the number. Yeah, loan, loan to buy. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, the it's, classic it's, it's, Italian yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a big, big, big. He went south, to. Yeah. I was about to say he went to was it Fiorentina. Hmm. I mean. Alright, I'll
0: say it. It's Roma. You have to know that.
1: Uh, no, I, yeah. It's so my memory for these things is so bad.
0: Uh, and then and then he went to Liverpool. Then I think maybe the club you're thinking about was Sunderland. Because he was yeah, on loan there. Yep, and then an, an S team, yeah, totally yeah.
1: different side of the entire country I mean, Which like, is like, you know.
0: Yeah. Like
1: S that's nothing. Red.
0: Yeah. It's red S's. Yeah. Uh, and then and then to Milan, El Okay, I was
1: gonna say Milan, I knew he had been there at some point. Yeah,
0: at Milan until 2020, which is surprising.
1: Yeah, wow, that's crazy.
0: And then, Ela then Sorana. did he go to Turkey? Yeah, yeah for half a season, and he was uh with Fatih Karagimruk. So, with uh, Andrei that's P- what it was, yes, yeah, with Pirlo,
1: um, until
0: but well, now, yeah, so yeah, yeah. career.
1: No, I got like one right. I mean, so he's
0: he's moved with Pirlo, of course, then, uh, to Sampdoria, hasn't he? Yeah. So, interesting there. Right, let's go next. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, to uh, Sergei Milankovic-Savage from Italy as well, to El Hilal. Well, yeah. Have we, we haven't spoken about the Saudi Pro League. Let's do that now, because they have been on a spree of transfers. Check out
1: this midfield. Sergei Milankovic-Savage, Huba and Andre Carrillo up top. Ah, wow. That's a midfield three that can... That dominates the league. Name something you want them to do, and it will do it. And Absolutely. it will do it in a... In in something... And this is a midfield that could easily go this, into the championship. This is, this is gonna,
0: yeah, this is going to be like the... Perish... Uh, not the Perish... The, the Modric, Brozovic, Modric, uh, yep. of Asia, yep. basically. This is... It's...
1: It is insane. And then behind them... Koulibaly, who I'm I'm yeah. still like, I mean, that'll be, I think he's going to do extremely well. It's just, and I, and I don't know. I think some of the other Musa Morega, um, up top last season, I'm not sure if he's still going to be there next season or if they're going to try to like upgrade on him, which is hard to do in the pro league, but they yeah. don't want to, but they want to do can. it. I mean, yeah. Maybe last season it was, but no. Yeah. yeah. So it's, but the midfield, and that's the thing is that the Saudi pro league has been buying a ton of stuff, a ton of talent. Um, but it's like actual talent and not too many that are like, oh, he's just really old.
0: Yeah, I started washed And up for... it's all
1: in the midfield, it seems. Like they're buying some defenders and keepers, but it's all in the midfield. Like so the midfield, um, you're going to have Fabinho and Conte and yeah. al yeah. And that's just going to be so good, I feel like. Defensively, it's going to be extremely well. How they're going to do an attack, I think it's going to unlock um, Jota, Benzema, um, hopefully they keep Hamdallah. I think that's gonna really mm. keep yeah. I mean those that could be a front Handel three and
0: Ben be, working together would be put them in a four
1: four two. Yeah, probably. and they will win the league again no matter what other no matter how good the midfields are in Al halal or something. Um in al Sarah well Al Al Ali have bought Oh yeah um they're about to buy Alan at Mixaman and they are trying to get Mares and they I also they have, got him uh Firmino. Yeah. One question I have: team. Where do the goals come from in that? Because Firmino needs to have wingers run to score, yeah. and that's not what Simaksuman does. He runs, but he doesn't run to score. Like cut inside, like Salah. He dribbles. He, he dribbles to enable, and Firmino drops to enable. So that means that Magrez is going to be the one. But behind them, they have Riyad Budaboos, oh. like as a as a as a central, like probably attack midfielder, or probably a point of a midfield three, hmm. and he could I potentially score. Yeah. Coming in, then you have Marres. So that could also be, they were just promoted, but they're a historically massive club. Yeah. And obviously they have PIF money. But there are questions on if the rest of that team, I think, is good enough to even challenge for Champions League qualification because I, they were just I, promoted. just.
0: I just checked their list of forwards. And obviously, there's Firmino, there's just, uh, some obviously local guys, and yeah. randomly, Lewis Graben. Oh. <laughs> And I mean, I know
1: that name. Wait,
0: did they sign him or? Let me. Is he? Has he been there last season? Because that is quite something. I was. I mean, of all, all, all the all the names I expected. No, he moved in twenty twenty two. I meant. Well, I was about to years. say
1: I don't see him anymore. Yeah, yeah. Wait. He probably left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one thing that a lot of um... they
0: signed him on a one year deal, yeah, right. right.
1: Yeah, because I mean they were just down, so they did a lot of stuff when they got relegated last season. Exactly. Um, to to try to kind of change now again, they're gonna have to kind of change. But the issue is that the players that they keep are at the end of the day, they're they were just in the second division. So like, can they help Firmino? Um, I mean, having Mendy at the back, Edward Mendy at the back, and in goal is gonna help. But can they help mainly the attackers? Their defense, I is well they bought alioski i mean he's I a forgot defender about that. defender right like he's yeah so so they are doing some moves and what's funny is that they're yeah and then modu played played the k league for for a bit and he did he was just a fun player but he's not like he's not anywhere um and he's not getting to,
0: anywhere near this front three
1: no and so so you kind of like I do have a question of where their goals come from, to be honest, because it it really is just going to be Mahrez and Budaboos, I think, are the main two. Budaboos isn't necessarily goal-scoring, like attacking midfielder. like, um, can't think of any right now, like like Christian Eriksen. But he can do that. Mahrez, I was thinking, score, but it's only coming in off. It's not like a – it kind of is like Salah, I guess. But they're going to be 100%. really interesting because they have PIF money, and we're literally just a second-division team last season, and they were relegated the season before that. So – and, and and they did actually struggle to win the title in the second tier. So it's not like they just... Yeah, they didn't steamroll it and just bounce back up. So they're going to be really fun to watch. The whole league's going to be fun to watch. And just Super. there's a lot of players. There's a lot of, a lot of great teams, a lot of history. I think the fans are going to be coming out in more numbers. And I think over two-thirds of the stadiums have like 20,000-plus seats. So if they can get, you know... Now, granted, like Al Khalij is probably not going to get, you know, 20,000 people yeah, every, every week. But but
0: for these big when, big teams certainly
1: yeah and for the big for the those four PAF teams for Al shabaab um they're probably gonna you know because Al shabaab still they have a lot al Etifak, have Gerard and they have yeah. a bunch of transfers they're making Henderson. so there's probably six six possibly even seven teams because there's room for a seventh team that's not um Al shabaab or al Fak to kind of do really well and then you have half the league that is exciting to watch so
0: yeah, It'll yeah it should be fun. Thing. Indeed, right. Uh, let's let's move on to a couple other transfers. Uh, very interesting one was Ah, uh, going to FC uh, Midland. much speculation around him, of course, after the World Cup, where I suppose he broke through. I mean, for the world, to see. I think there were a couple moves linked, maybe Mines. I think there was one in Scotland. Yeah,
1: Mines and Celtic were the main two. Right um, in the winter, those were the only two I think that actually had any steam. But he's is he stayed put,
0: ah uh, stayed with Jambuk, and now he's off to Midgeland. Uh So that should be an interesting one as well. Midland, of course, starting the season, the first full season under Thomas Thomasberg, would be interesting to see how they play. I think most of last season under him was a four for two in that relegation group. Ah, uh, so let's see how they get on, and let's see how uh, uh fits in to the formula. But we won't have to wait long because uh, the Superliga gets started today uh, with some others, which we'll quickly talk about uh, after a few more transfers. Right, the next one is a very interesting youngster, uh, certainly want to watch, uh, Adrian Mazilu moving to Brighton from uh, Farul Constanza, just, I think, still only 17 years old. Uh, really exciting young player, Featured a fair bit for Farrell, uh, of course, the Romanian champions under Kheorghe Hadri last season, playing off either wing, uh, of course, often as a substitute. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, he's the typical sort of Brighton signing. Probably won't see much of him this year, maybe next year as well. But uh, soon, eventually, he'll certainly pop up. And they probably might loan him out to Union, uh, Sancho Loas maybe for a year. Uh, and then see if they can... Even that would on. be a good move, too. He could probably yeah. perform well, from what I've yeah, seen of him. Yeah, absolutely. It could be interesting. Maybe maybe they might wait for a year, maybe. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, given the fact that he did he did play in the Super League, of course, but, I mean, he wasn't exactly a regular. So, uh, of course, something that he will need time for at just 17. So, certainly want to watch, the Very exciting, very talented youngster. So, I want to keep an eye on there. Uh, another interesting one was uh, David of fan of, of Chelsea, loaned out to Union Berlin. So after disappearing uh, basically for half a year, after getting signed by them, we'll get to see him again, which will be exciting. Uh, another uh, young uh, transfer was Oscar Cortes uh, to Loss. He uh, stood out at the under twenty World Cup for uh, Colombia and also has been impressive uh, at Mil- Millionarios. Uh, both in, in the Colombian League as well as uh, the continental competitions. Uh, so a smart move there from loss, I think for a few million euros. And again, maybe might not instantly hit the ground running, but one for the future most definitely. Uh, and uh, on, uh, on the other uh, side of the age spectrum, we have Nani moving to Adana Demir that's uh again another very interesting career move, uh and that, of course another very interesting career. Uh, do you want to give this one a whirl, Ben? Or, or, actually, I haven't seen it yet. Do you want to pull it up? And do you want to turn the tables on me? Let's,
1: let's. Yes, that would be great. Let me do that real quick. Okay. So he got his start in 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 Portugal. Oh yeah, that was sporting right yes yeah so ding okay <laughs> already better than me when i do these things and then he moved um that was 2007 he moved to a club in england and if you do you want a hint that's Manchester yeah, United. yeah you don't even need a hint <laughs> um do you know where he was then loaned to at the very end of that his time uh, united
0: i mean give me some location what portugal oh I mean, then he didn't go to like Porto. Did he go back to sporting?
1: Yeah, he went back to sporting Uh-oh. at the very end in 2014-15. Then 2015-16, mm. he starts on his um adventure. World tour, so yes. His, this the his, his, world, his world tour. <laughs> um, so he went to Turkey.
0: Oh, he we went to Turkey before. Uh-huh.
1: Yep. Oh. I forgot about this one, to be completely honest. I knew a lot of where it, he's been.
0: Is it an Istanbul club? Yeah, well, (laughs) yes. Uh, Who will I say? I'll say, was it Fenerbahce?
1: Yeah, yes it is. Jesus Christ. Okay, he moved to Spain. (laughs) That was a complete flip.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, La Liga club right now or no?
1: Current current La Liga club.
0: Current La Liga club. Interesting. Who could it be? I don't know why. Sevilla?
1: No, but you're getting close. They are in a... Uh, Andalusia? Nope. So not Andalusia, but another. They're they're overall, I speak like Catalan or a Catalan essentially dialect. Espanol. I mean, That's that's yeah. That's fair. Valencia.
0: Oh, Valencia. Valencia. So it's close. So I had to add the dialect in because it's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, He was here for two years technically, but for I think a year or half a year, he went to Italy on loan. Ooh. Serie club. Current Serie club, n- club. Managed by a very famous manager with uh unique tactical DNA.
0: Interesting.
1: And no, it's not Chiabamata.
0: <laughs> uh very interesting. Zaria club. When did he go?
1: I don't know if he was. They're currently managed by this guy. I yeah, don't, yeah. I mean, I'd imagine they weren't not. at that the was time. Like a long yeah. time ago. Uh Who could it be? Because okay, that was okay. 2017, 18 ish. So,
0: oh no, Blessing is not not near Uh, Blessing. Bolog- no, 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 not Brescia. I, I was thinking Blessin, but he's not. He, oh, he's Blessing. On. He's not at Genoa anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's let's think. Uh, oh, for
1: Fiorentina. No, that's a great guess, but no. You want another hint? That manager Hmm. has been in England. Okay. Okay. Oh, Caleri. No. No. No, but that's another really good guess, too. You're getting... I think you've narrowed it down. Now, I'll give you one more hint. All right. This manager was in... Went for a lot of fanfare, and most fans didn't think he lived up to it.
0: Like, to England or to this club?
1: To England and then he left to come back to Italy because fans didn't think he had really truly lived up to that. Lazio? Yes. Ah. Yeah. So sorry right, is the guy, is the manager. Yeah. Gotcha, sorry, gotcha. sorry, I want I wanted to add that. To say, okay. And then after he left Lazio, went back on because he was on loan, left for Lancia, he mm. went to Portugal again. Sporting. Yep, yeah, he went to sporting again. Yeah. And then he went he went to the good old United States of America. Oh, Orlando City. I remember. Yeah, he went to Orlando. Yeah. Uh, then he went back to Italy.
0: Back.
1: For or? like half a season. Uh, 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 and let me just check. Current, currently not Ooh, in Syria A. But they were in Syria A when he played for them. Right. And that was um in 2022. Oh. So I'll narrow down okay. in, yeah, in the in down 21 22 season. They were in Serie A, right. but they are currently not no, in Serie A. were relegated
0: to 2022 and didn't come up last season. It was either Benevento or Venezia. Venezia?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then he went over uh down under Melbourne victory. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. And now he's off and, to
0: Adana Demispor.
1: Yeah, I forgot he's been to Sporting so much. Yeah, yeah. like that anything happens,
0: he's like, I'm I head back. back I go to Sporting. That's cool, hey. <laughs> great club to be able to do that. I need to go. Right. Yeah, well,
1: that's fun. And and he won. He's, oh, okay, so he's only won stuff at Sporting in, in, in United. Wow. And obviously with Portugal, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a buck for your fan. What a career, though, yeah. Good job, you did way better than I on any of these.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, to be fair got a good deal of help from your hints but yeah <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I should give out more ones he went right. to
1: he went to Portugal played with one of the big three clubs Um, they were green in there in Lisbon <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> who could it possibly be yeah <laughs> uh, right let's go on I think our last player transfer I want to mention is uh, Brecht, uh, the regular going to Charlotte FC uh, the main thing I want to say here is the Blues are um, a bit concerning They've lost their whole midfield, uh, starting midfield. Uh, Strange Springs gone to Lens. Branko went and boom to Ajax. Another Jagra to Charlotte. They also lost the keeper, Maxime Dupet, to Anderlecht. And they also lost uh, Reese Ili to Watford. Although, obviously, he didn't play last season. He had that ACL injury. But he was their top scorer in league. 2. So, but uh, the main thing is that midfield's been completely dismantled. So, uh, I'm interested to see how they get on, but don't think they have made any major signings in midfield so far. Uh, so, well, they have signed Christian Gasseres Jr. from the New York Red Bulls. So, I guess that's one. But will he start? Uh, well, we'll see. But certainly something to watch out for because they'll be in Europe, of course, uh, next season as well. So, one to watch. And the last bit, a massive piece of news from last week from Norway. Uh, on the managerial front, Garbacke, uh, who's done some great work with Lillestrom, really overachieving, really, has left them for local rivals, Wallerenga, who are at the other end of the table as well. Uh, and that's, I mean, there's, uh, that's just an absolute, you know, blockbuster move. It's absolute shocker. He's gone from the team uh, who for finished like second or third last season to the team that are currently, were well, fourth last season, to the team that are currently 14th in the table, so in the relegation playoff spot. Uh, and he won his first match in charge, uh, coming back from 2-0 down against Brown in the Cup. Uh, and then he lost for Ndomolde in the league. So, of course, he'll take some time to get going, but, I mean, what a switch. And yeah, It's a weird it. one,
1: too, because it for a couple seasons have been... Not,
0: yeah, disappointing
1: all yeah. that great and the yeah. local rivals. And uh, I mean, just objectively, I think a worse team in worse form,
0: yeah. The last last two seasons, I mean, before this, as i this last three seasons, Walleranga have been,
1: you know, well below Lilstrom in the yeah. table. So, I are, I are, Valaronga a bigger club historically, like in, I, I think yeah, they, they are, won, and so yeah, maybe that's the only, yeah, like, mean, big thing that maybe it just like. They I have think the project and...
0: Financially as well, he was yeah. obviously paid a fair bit, so... Yeah. But of course,
1: the reason... But is it good. is it is kind of wild. It's, it's like going... Card. Yeah, I guess there's not even a comparison. I was going to say either Newcastle and Sunderland or, or yeah, Arsenal Tottenham, but even that, there's not, not a good comparison, I don't think.
0: Exactly. like This sort of rival... Not a current is, one. Yeah, exactly. It's like this upcoming smaller club against this struggling giant, but yeah. he's, he's drunk that way, so it's a really interesting one, but... Well, we'll see. I I guess the closest thing is probably Feli Chamazu leaving Union for Unelect. Although, their yeah, yeah, not no, that's that probably intense. the best one. It is more but intense rivalry, though. So, but...
1: yeah, if you have a really a massive rivalry with those two clubs, that would be yeah, the perfect. That's
0: a that's bit. Yeah. Really,
1: yeah, so, hey, and we saw so... how it worked out at Unelect. So, maybe <laughs>
0: hey, even the colors match up. Do you think about that at least some God, and and yeah red. yellow and, and, and like kind of purple. Bluish purple if you combine
1: yeah. blue and red it's purple right yeah. so
0: <laughs> that's a good one
1: yeah I'll give you massive. points for that
0: uh, so massive news there and something to watch out for and I guess the last bit we have is uh, all from France about uh so Shaw, who are suffering from major financial issues at the moment and I mean, bit of an existential crisis going on. Uh, at the moment, they I believe have been dropped down to the third tier of uh, French football. To after uh, losing their licenses in, in league, or not the third tier, sorry the fourth tier, after losing the licenses um uh, in for league da, I believe they are going to appeal, or I mean they're planning to appeal, but. I mean, who knows how that goes how that will go, but it's it's a real shame for I mean, a club that were, you know close to challenging for promotion and in the last couple of seasons and certainly historically of course a huge club uh, one was a great academy as well uh so it's it's a it's a real shame to see such a historic club uh, have such uh a a bad time and i mean let's see if they can make the climb back up but it's going to be a long journey certainly for them uh but let's see how that goes right and that's it that's all we've got from what's happened last thing to look forward to is as i said the new leagues new seasons getting underway swiss super league extra Classa, super liga russian premier league uh uh, Ravatska National league, that's the Croatian league all getting underway this weekend Ben any big games you've got your eyes on?
1: I'm actually excited in Super League to see how Vidova do I don't know how oh, I yes. pronounce that right but yeah. um, they did pretty there was a top three in the first division last season Um, Vela who were promoted did really well and Silkeborg uh, just missed out to Vidova so they're playing Mithiland and I think yeah. it's going to be fun to see how Mithiland get along and then how can we ever do in the top tier? Because they looked pretty good last season. So should be interesting.
0: Absolutely should be. Uh for my part. I will say that A I'll be keeping an eye on the Swiss Super League. Uh A to see how Epce Zurich <laughs> get on after that really poor season last time out. And they'll be up against Verdun. So that should be a really interesting match on Sunday. And I also want to see uh if why well, why are they not in action uh at the moment? Let me quickly check the Swiss Super League schedule. But Star Lausanne, Aushi, oh, of course, promoted at the end of that dramatic relegation playoff. Uh should also be action at some point. Maybe uh either I missed their fixture or oh, it's it's late in the week. It's on Tuesday, but. Yeah, very excited to see them getting uh their Super League making their Super League debut rather. So uh that's something to watch out for on Tuesday. Right, that's that for this podcast episode then. Thank you very much for listening. Big thanks to you of course, Ben, for joining us. Uh and we'll catch you soon. Enjoy the football this weekend. Bye bye.